0: Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. I have wondered, do you ever wonder why people do what they do, or at least why you do the things that you do? What exactly drives human behavior? Why do people act the way that they act? And how can we maintain our inner peace when people drive us crazy and it triggers us? What can we do about it? How do we let that go? And how can we understand more about the people that we surround ourselves with or the people that we see on the internet or the strangers that we walk across on the street or even ourselves? So in today's special podcast episode, I realized that I never shared I mean, unless you are a Tony Robbins fan and you've been to his events before in the past, like Unleash the Power Within, or maybe watch some of his YouTube videos or read some of his books, um, you might know somewhat or at least a good amount of what I'm going to talk about today. But I have been thinking, you know, um, Brennan and I had a conversation not too long ago, about how much we process so much of our understanding of human behavior through the six human needs that Tony Robbins himself has coined, has discovered, and now teaches to help people understand what really drives all human behavior. And ever since 2015, when I first learned this framework, it completely transformed my life. And I use this framework every single day. And it's become such a part of my filters of how I process um, other people and how I've been able to let go of so much judgment of other people and how I've been able to maintain inner peace when other people trigger me. And I, it's become so integrated into my life that I realize that I don't ever talk about this yet. I use this every single day in my life. And Brennan and I, most of our discussions, you know, when we are, for instance, let's say watching a reality TV show and a character in the show does something crazy, we go, ah, I, I know why. I know why she did that. I know what she's seeking. She's meeting a need and it's just helped us so much in our understanding and i realize that i've never talked about this and maybe you will hear it for the first time maybe this is going to serve a, as a reminder but either way this is one of the tools that has helped me let go of so much of the judgments that I've previously held about people's motivations. And it's personally brought me so much inner peace. So I want to give you guys this gift. Um, It's a beautiful gift and I believe that it's going to open up a whole new world for you. So first of all, I don't know if you're as nerdy as I am about human behavior, but I think that human behavior is so fascinating and I am obsessed with figuring out why people do what they do. And more fascinating you know, then just human behavior alone is the motivation behind what drives human behavior. Because obviously there is always a motivation before an action is taken. Most habits are just actions that have been taken so often that they are just automatic. But the first time you ever take that action, obviously there's a motivator behind it. You don't just choose to do something unconsciously. You're typically conscious um, of when you do it. And, you know, a habit is when you've done it so many times that it then becomes unconscious. Um, and when I learned about the six human needs, it just brought me such an understanding. So what is that noise? Oh, oops, that's me. <laughs> I'm making that noise. Okay. That just freaked me out so much. Cause, um, I don't know if you, first of all, last night, little side note, Last night, I was home alone um, watching a show that I'm now obsessed with, and this is one of my favorite ways to kind of like chill out, mellow out after a um, a day of work is to watch like fun, lighthearted stuff. And I recently found a show called Crikey. It's the Irwins. And this is a show where Steve Irwin's kids and his wife, um, after he had passed, basically their journey. They, they have really grown the zoo. They've grown the mission. They're really big animal conservationists and they have a show called Crikey. It's the Irwins. And it's basically like a day in the life of them at their zoo. And it's not just a zoo for the sake of holding on to animals. They are actively breeding these animals and reintroducing a lot of them back into the wild. They have a very well-known animal hospital, um, et cetera, et cetera. And anyway, the show doesn't matter. I was watching the show And all of a sudden, all the lights just go out. The internet goes out, all the lights go out. I'm just sitting in pitch darkness and I'm like shocked because I'm like, wait a second, there's no storm outside, what's going on? And I just like was so frozen in, in just like shock that I finally, um, went to up to the window to go check what was going on. And all of a sudden my electric, uh, window shades started to move on their own. And I just like was about to piss my pants. And so when I'm home alone again, and when I heard this noise, I was like, oh my God, there's noises following me. What's going on? Anyway, side note. So the six human needs that drive all human behavior is number one, certainty. Number two, uncertainty. Number three, significance. Number four, love and connection. Number five, contribution. And number six, growth. Growth. So the first four are considered to be the basic human needs, and the last two, contribution and growth, are known as the higher spiritual human needs. So there's needs of the body, and then there's needs of the soul. And together, since we are both a soul in a human body, they comprise of the six human needs. So number one is certainty, okay? First, I'm going to go into a description, and then I'm going to share with you kind of like how they work and how everything we do, you guys, every single behavior is due to the fact that we are meeting one or more of these needs. And these needs are so important, you guys, that sometimes people will violate their values in order to meet their needs. People literally go past their values, forget about their values, if their needs are being unmet. And I'll go into a couple details of what that might look like and, of course, share with you how I've applied the six human needs in my own life, um, how they've taught me so much about myself and other people, and then, of course... I'm curious to hear um, your takeaways and and curious to hear how you apply them now in your own life or have applied them in the past and how this can actually contribute to making behavioral changes. Maybe there's behaviors in your life that are not serving you. And so by understanding what which of these needs you are meeting and how you can then choose another behavior, because we always have choice, you guys. Um, to choose another behavior to then replace that old behavior. Because as long as they're meeting the exact same needs, it's going to be so much easier for you to change your habits, right? If smoking is meeting a need and you replace smoking with another activity that meets the exact same needs, it's going to be so much easier for you to let go of that negative habit, um, which is smoking, right? So number one, certainty. Certainty is basically like it sounds. It's the need to be certain. It's the need for survival and knowing that everything is okay. Pretty much um, how I look at it is like this need to know that the ground underneath you is not going to collapse, right? That you are safe. And it's uh, basically also an assurance that you can avoid pain and gain pleasure. So humans are very driven by avoiding pain and gaining pleasure. Um, We are always moving away from pain and towards pleasure. And sometimes we do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure, which is what screws us up. But either way, that's what certainty is. And then there's uncertainty. And uncertainty is the need to have variety in life so that you don't get bored. It is the element of surprise that keeps you on your toes. Yes, certainty is very important. But if you think about it, guys, too much certainty is so boring. If you could go out you know, today, later in the day, or tomorrow, or whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. And you could predict every little thing that's gonna happen to you. You can predict every conversation that you're gonna have. You can predict exactly what's gonna come out of the other person's mouth. You can predict exactly what's gonna happen during lunch and at work and whatever. Um, you know, you can just, there's like no reason to even experience it because it's so predictable. You are so certain of the outcome. And if you are so certain of the outcome, how likely are you to even enjoy life anymore? You're going to get so bored, right? It's like, what's the point if I know what's going to happen? And Tony jokes often, he says um, in his seminars, he asks people to raise their hand. Like, how many of you love surprises? And of course, half the audience or however many people that are driven by uncertainty raise their hands. Um, He goes, bullshit. You only like the surprise you only you only enjoy the surprises that you like that you want. The surprises that you don't want, you call problems and it's so true, right? But either way, we need uncertainty, both good and bad. We need uncertainty so that we can feel an element of fun and surprise and excitement and we also need uncertainty to bring those challenges in our life so that we can then overcome those challenges because that also feeds this other need, growth, right? Which I'll talk about in a second. Then there's significance and significance might sound negative, but it actually isn't. All of these needs are supposed to be met. You need to meet all of these needs. It's part of being a human, but certain ones could go completely out of proportion and certain ones can be driving you that shouldn't be driving you because as long as they're driving you, you're not really creating a fulfilled life. You are just chasing something. And I'll share with you what I mean by that in just a second. So significance is this need to feel important, valued, unique, knowing that you matter and have a purpose. And if you know the way that that sounds, of course, we all need to know that we're valued. When significance can get out of hand is when you are making decisions in your life just for the sake of being significant. Like sometimes, you know, when you've seen people in the past take fame a little too far or become way too ego-driven, that's when significance is way too big of a driver in your life. And Tony often says, like, you need to rearrange your needs. Um, make something like love and connection or contribution or growth drive you rather than certainty and significance. Because if you have certainty and significance driving you at the forefront, think about it. Every single decision that you're gonna make in your life is for certainty. It's to be safe. And safety means playing small, right? Too much certainty. If you do everything just to be certain, you're never going to take a risk in your life. And by never taking a risk, how are you ever gonna grow? How are you ever gonna be rewarded? Because as they say, the universe rewards the brave. And if you never take a risk, then how the hell are you gonna be rewarded? And then significance is just for the sake of being important. So that's when people start chasing money for the sake of this identity that they create, thinking that money means that they are successful or money is gonna make them look a certain way. They're very concerned with how they present themselves to the point where they stop being authentic and to the point where they become so unhappy because all they're doing is chasing success rather than fulfillment. So although certainty and significance aren't bad needs, they're not bad things to have fulfilled, it's just that if you drive your life based off of safety and being important um, rather than growing and connecting with others, you can see how that can throw things off of balance and make you very unhappy. So nothing here is bad. I just want to make sure you understand that everything here needs to be met. Um, Love and connection is essentially feeling bonded to something, and it doesn't have to be a human. So oftentimes they say, like Tony says that, you know, typically addictions. When you think of addictions, they come from meeting at least three of the six human needs from that activity, both good and bad addictions. Because I believe that there's good addictions, there's also bad addictions. And they can also be thought addictions, belief addictions, or as we all, you know, as most of us are familiar with, behavioral addictions. And when something like, for instance, smoking, meets three needs. Like for instance, when I said feeling bonded to something, doesn't always have to be a human. Some people, when they smoke, they feel bonded. They feel like they have an activity that they can rely on. They are bonding with the cigarette, right? Or with food, they are bonding with food to help fill some sort of a void, to meet a need for comfort, to meet a need for certainty. Overeating can meet needs like certainty. So you're certain that you're going to feel comfortable, but also uncertainty because you have such a variety of foods that you can choose from. And then you feel connected to your body because all of a sudden you, you slow down, you calm down. The food is now in your belly. You have a full belly. And so you are essentially happy. And so when it needs more than three needs, three needs or more, that becomes an addiction. So it's so fascinating to think about why people, certain people get addicted to something and why certain people don't get addicted to something or why certain people choose to do something. And certain people don't choose to do something. It really has to do with meeting these human needs. So love and connection. Um, obviously all human beings need to be connected to something. Tony says that love is the oxygen of the soul. And it's so true. If you don't have love and it's been proven when babies are neglected or babies aren't, don't have that physical touch or physical connection or don't feel love, they actually end up dying. And so literally without love and connection, we die. So it's very, very crucial for our development. And now the last two needs are known more as the spiritual human needs, which means that they are met, um, but they're more for the spirit rather than the physical body, right? So love and connection, you need it. Otherwise you're going to die. Essentially significance. If you don't feel valued, you feel so defeated, right? That's like, as i can think of that's where depression might come in um uncertainty obviously you're going to get bored out of your mind like what's the point of life and then certainty if you don't feel safe you know you are that's like the the primary human need right now in order for you to feel safe just like physically safe that you are okay and you're going to make it through and whatever life is throwing at you very important but then contribution and growth right so contribution is giving back and that can be through work, that can be through family, charity, uh, as long as you are giving in some way or shape or form, and you're contributing to someone or something, um, you will meet that need of contribution. And then there's growth. So everything in nature is either growing or dying. And um, it's been said that progress is what creates happiness. It's not necessarily reaching a destination, because a lot of people reach a destination and then they feel empty, not realizing that it was about the journey, never about the destination. And so growth is so important because as long as you're learning and growing, you will be happy. Progress is happiness. And just like in nature, you know, if a tree stops growing, it's pretty much going to die. Anything in nature is either growing or dying in much the same way. We are part of nature. So we also have this need to grow. And that's why challenges exist in life, guys. Like when I talk about the 12 universal laws of manifestation one of them has to do with problems. One of them has to do with the fact that the universe will purposely give you challenges so that you can grow because without growth, what's the point of being here, you know, anyway. So like I said, everything we do is to meet one or more of these needs. And the reason why people will behave in some crazy, crazy ways sometimes is because Tony says people will violate their values in order to meet their needs. So what this might look like, for instance, I just have a couple examples because, you know, for the longest time, even like I have committed self-sabotaging behaviors in the past. And it's so confusing because you're like, I know I'm self-sabotaging, but like, why? And then I'll realize like, oh my God, I'm doing it because of one of the human needs or a few of the human needs, or it's meeting my needs in some way, shape or form. There's some sort of secondary gain from me doing this. And by me, even growing awareness of that, gaining awareness of that, I can then consciously, you know, once you gain awareness, you become conscious. You can then consciously choose a brand new behavior. So For instance, you can be an honest person who is always in integrity with themselves and still find yourself cheating in a relationship because your current relationship um, isn't meeting your needs, right? Let's say that you're growing bored of the relationship, there's no longer challenges, neither parties are interested in keeping it fun and alive and exciting, so your need for uncertainty is now not being met, Maybe you and your spouse or you and your boyfriend, girlfriend are no longer bonding on an everyday basis. So you no longer feel love and connection. And maybe your spouse doesn't make you feel important. Like you feel like you are unvalued in the relationship. And so therefore now we also have the need uh, for significance not met, right? For example. And so people, even though they're honest people, the kindest people, the most loving people, always in integrity, would never imagine them committing such an act They commit such an act because their needs aren't being met and people will violate their values in order to meet their needs. So of course they go outside of the relationship, commit infidelity because the new person, and it really isn't most of the time, not about that person. It's just that the person is meeting those unmet needs. So now that person is keeping it alive and exciting, right? The person that they are um, cheating on their spouse with, for example, they are um you know creating uncertainty for that person like it's so exciting and oh my god and it's just like you know we're we're living life on the edge this is so cool and then obviously they make me feel so important they make me feel like the only person in the world and i feel so connected to them so that's why that happens right another example is you could be a compassionate human being who would never hurt a soul never hurt a fly never hurt anything, commit a violent act in order to meet a need like certainty. For instance, what I can think of here is in self-defense, right? When you are scared out of your mind and defending yourself, why is it that we're able to kill another human being if we are definitely not murderers, right? Like in our day-to-day life, we have no thoughts of killing another human being, let alone a fly. Um, and the reason why we do so is because we feel uncertain, We are scared out of our minds and we're meeting a need like certainty, so self-defense. Another one is smoking, right? I talked about smoking a couple of times. So you could know that smoking is horrible for your health, yet find yourself smoking a pack a day because smoking meets your needs. Very simple, like certainty of feeling a certain way or connection. Maybe you're connecting with other smokers. Um, there could be a variety of reasons. And then another one is actually one that I was guilty of. And it wasn't until I learned about the six human needs that I finally recognized, oh my God, I'm doing this thing. I'm sabotaging. And this is why. And the reason I learned why we could actually fix the issue. So for instance, you could be obsessed with your spouse yet pick up fights with them all the time out of meeting your needs. And what I mean by this is let's say that things get a little stale and boring, right? You guys get busy, you don't spend as much time together, Um, Or maybe you spend too much time together and you start growing a little bored of each other. And so you really need to like go make some friends that you can bring some variety back into your life. But one of the ways that people might um, meet the need for uncertainty is by picking a fight with your spouse. And so although you consciously don't want to fight with them because who likes fighting, but at the same time you're bored. And so therefore you pick up a fight. Right. And so I recognize this with my old ex-boyfriend. And I would sometimes recognize it with Brennan too. Like sometimes I just want his attention and sometimes I just want him to pay attention to me, give me, you know, meet my needs. And so I'll start picking a fight. Um, And obviously when you fight, you get split more apart, right? But in some weird ways inside your head, you are meeting your needs. Like perhaps you are looking forward to when you guys make up, because when you make up, you feel more connected to one another or a fight just creates some sort of uncertainty like what is he going to say what am i going to say what's going to happen is he going to leave is he going to come back blah, blah 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 so um and then when i recognize this guess what you can of course fix all your behaviors you can change all your behaviors so brennan and i just started doing more fun things like we just went out to do activities that we normally wouldn't do or we would go out with friends and just bring other ways of um uh other methods for us to meet our need of uncertainty for example um, so anyway, how I've applied the six human needs in my own life. Um, I have four ways that I could think of just to share with you guys how truly transforming this information could be. And, um, I don't know if you're mind blown right now. Cause I was at first, I was like, oh my God, my whole life makes sense now. Or this served as a great reminder to where you can now just go out Go out in public, go out in the real world, keep experiencing 3D reality without losing your mind, without getting triggered, because now you understand that people sometimes do insane things and it's not because they're bad people. We can forgive them. We can have compassion for them. It's just that they don't understand why they do what they do, or they're not conscious enough um, of it in order to change. So for me, you know, some of the ways that it's helped me in my own life is number one, changing habits. So I often think, you know, like where in my life am I filling a void simply because it meets my needs and what is an alternative activity that I can do to substitute it that also meets my needs but isn't filling that void? For example, in the previous episode, I shared shared with you guys like my new adventure in exploring with plant medicine. And my first time doing plant medicine, which wasn't ayahuasca, it was another type of plant medicine, I recognized for the first time in my life, you know, going through the framework of the six human needs, that I was still eating for comfort. And if you guys are familiar with my story, maybe not, I have gone through a lot of iterations of different eating disorders, um, I've gone through anorexia, bulimia, orthorexia, obsessively tracking calories, obsessively working out, like the whole shebang. And although I have healed so much of what I have gone through since I was like Uh, 12, 13, 14 years old, maybe even a little earlier because it all really stemmed from my ballroom dancing days where my teachers would always tell me I was too fat for their studios, which of course is not fun to hear. Um, So of course that's going to create an eating disorder in a young girl. Um, So anyway, I, I recognized, I remember being so nervous to do the plant medicine, to go on the the journey that I was going on. And I remember wishing that I could eat. And the thing about plant medicine is that you have to fast beforehand. You got to do it on an empty stomach. And for the first time in my life, I asked myself, oh my God, why am I still eating for comfort? And I learned, you know, processing it through the six human needs that it gave me a ton of certainty, So that's really what it was, is it gave me certainty, gave me a sense of safety. And instead of eating, what I was then able to do, and this is how simple it can be, you guys, is I started to replace it with affirmations. Giving myself affirmations, affirming that I'm safe, that I'm guided, that I'm loved, that I'm protected at all times, really helped me let go of this. Where every time I go to the fridge now to grab some food or eat out or order something on Uber Eats... I'm consciously now asking myself, Catherine, is this eating for comfort or are you actually hungry? And just even like putting the brake pedals on and asking yourself that question is so important because it gives you that guidance that you need in order to make a behavioral change. And so just even creating an affirmation for myself, like, I am divinely guided, loved, and protected. That's my favorite affirmation for certainty. Um, I use it on airplanes. I use it on um, anytime I feel any kind of fear. I used it last night when all the lights went out. I was like, oh my God, I'm divinely guided, loved, and protected. It just helped meet that need simply by shifting my focus on something else without actually going back to the self-sabotaging behavior. So super powerful stuff. And it really can be as simple as that. I understand that some habits are harder than others, but really it might be because they just meet a a few more needs. Cause the only thing I could think of with overeating for me, at least, I know it's different for everyone was certainty. And so it was just simply one need certainty. So I was able to change it fast, but as I mentioned, like some behaviors can meet three, four, five, six, you know, all the needs. And so therefore you must uh, figure out a way to meet those needs in an alternative, more positive way. Number two, of course, (laughs) compassion and understanding. So I've mentioned before in the past that there's, you know, the unfortunate part about being um, a growing influencer or, uh, you know, growing an audience in the online space is that your visibility gets larger and you become more of a target to unhappy people and it sucks. And there's people who, you know, are out there who don't treat me like a human being and will say whatever they want to my face. Uh, like for instance, this is such a silly example. Like it gets, it, it can get pretty bad. Like I've seen some really mean things written about, uh, about me, or it can be as simple as like your eyebrows suck. Right. Which is so funny. Cause I got my eyebrows done yesterday and I was just thinking, you know, um, the woman who's doing it, she was like, she was like, well, we got to make them a little bolder now because then it'll fade and look normal. But for like the next week, you're gonna have really bold eyebrows. And I immediately thought about the the people who literally DM me. It was like a weird day on Instagram where three people DM me telling me they hate my eyebrows and that I think that I am the shit because of my eyebrows. And I was like, what the hell? So anyway, filtering now through the human needs, I have more of a compassion and understanding. Because what I've recognized is that people who aren't necessarily kind to others on the internet, um, and Tony actually provides a very extreme example, um, like terrorism, for example, it is much easier for a terrorist to destroy a building than it is for them to build up their own building. And that's metaphorical or also literal as well. Um, and it's, it it brings so much insight, like for instance, to a smaller example, like a hater, you know, they are just tearing you down. Um, metaphorically or or literally in order to bring you down to their level so that they no longer see you as that important. Because when you are higher, you know, everything is perspective, everything is perception. When you are doing better than them or higher, you are on a higher plane than them, they feel threatened by that. And you are threatening their need for significance. And so they will actually feel significance. They'll meet the need of significance by trying to tear you down, starting a hate thread about you, talking crap about you, uh, making Reddit posts about you, or just simply commenting on your Instagram profile and how horrible of a human you are and how blah, 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 and you're stupid and whatever they say, they're just seeking significance. And I can understand that. And I've brought so much compassion to these people because I get why they do what they do. It's not that it's within their souls to be mean to other people. It's just that when they're feeling insignificant, the only way that you can bring back that significance into your life um, at the lowest level is violence, right? And Tony brings up another example, which spoke to me so much. And he said, here's the unfortunate reason why violence will always exist. When you are a kid, for instance, from the ghetto, and you grow up feeling like the most insignificant person on earth, right? No one makes you feel important. You don't feel valued. You had a tough upbringing. The fastest way for you to feel significant is to hold a gun to someone else's head, right? And it's not just like a kid in the ghetto. It can be anybody, anybody who has not had that need for significance met for so long. Violence is the fastest way to have someone else pay attention to them. When someone holds a gun to your head that you are paying attention to them, like you have my attention. What do you want? What do you need from me? Right? You're immediately focusing on them and that fills their need for significance. I know it's an extreme example, but when Tony provided that example, it made so much sense to me, you know, that's obviously an extreme example, but like, even through that framework, you can see why certain people lash out on people, why certain unhappy people just lash out is because they're, they're not meeting their need for connection and love and significance. And the fastest way for them to feel important is to tear down someone they perceive as important or others perceive as important. And then, um, journey to fulfillment, you guys, I mentioned how so many people have, certainty and significance as their top values or their, sorry, their top needs. And for me, you know, it can be, it can be done in a way where you are, you have an overactive ego in the sense that you have a lot of self-importance. Like for instance, if significance is a strong driver for you, or you can have certainty be really strong driver for you where safety and playing small and being in your comfort zone overrides everything in your life, including creating your dream life. And so for me, it was a restructuring of understanding that if I put love and connection, contribution and growth to be my biggest drivers in my life, rather than certainty and significance, I will lead a much more fulfilling life, right? I will, of course, meet my, um, you know, my drive for creating my dream life and, and having success and all, the thing, all those things are great but they can they can come through a myriad of ways right you can do shitty things to make money or you can help humanity in order to make money right there, there's different drivers that can get similar results but how are you really going to feel about them are you going to be fulfilled or are you just going to be successful without any fulfillment and so as soon as i've let go of certainty and significance and brought you know love and connection and contribution and growth to be my biggest drivers in life um, Things have really rearranged. And now I'm in this place where I care more about giving and growing and connecting with others than I do just being recognized and having success and all this stuff. And it's good to have all six human needs met, and you should. And most of the things that you do are meeting a need. So essentially, All the things that you do combine together are meeting all six human needs, but some are, you know, better than others. And it's not like better. It's just that some are more likely to help you feel better about yourself than others. And then of course, as I mentioned before, the fourth way that I've applied the six human needs in my own life is insight into self-sabotage. So even asking myself like, okay, why am I doing this behavior that is clearly leading me further away from my goals? Oh yes. Okay. It's meeting one of my needs. And then I can ask myself, like, how else can I meet this need by doing something that is more productive in my life? So like I mentioned before, eating for comfort was a big sabotaging behavior for me. And when I recognized I was just meeting certainty, I was able to change that. Or for instance, self-sabotaging in my relationship, obviously wasn't meeting my need for uncertainty. Right, you get bored, you pick up a fight. Well, enough fights can lead to some serious issues down the line, right? It can threaten your perception of how compatible the two of you are, even though you might love each other and be so compatible. It's just understanding why the two different people behave in weird ways that just frees you up to choose a new behavior. And then you can work together to be like, all right, clearly we love each other. There's no reason to fight, so how can we meet our needs? you know, in other ways that can preserve this relationship. So that's my my podcast episode for you guys. These are the six human needs. This is how I apply them in my own life. And I will actually link in the show notes, a link to um, a description in um, entrepreneur magazine or entrepreneur.com where Tony himself writes an article about the six human needs. So these are clearly more processed through my own experience and how I understand them. But you can learn from the master himself. I'll provide you guys with a little article that you can read for fun today while you are on your lunch break or on the toilet or maybe before bed or doing your morning reading. Um, I think it's so fascinating And I'm just such a nerd for this stuff and it's helped me so much. So I figured I would share with you guys um, the good stuff in a podcast episode. So now I'm curious, what are your takeaways? What did you learn? And did this episode help you get more insight into why you or other people around you do what they do. Take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on the gram. I am at manifestation babe, and definitely let me know. And if you enjoyed this episode or generally enjoy the podcast, I so appreciate your guys' reviews. I appreciate you guys sharing the episodes. I am so, so thankful for you. I know I've mentioned this as like the third episode now, that my podcast listeners are my favorite people. And I just want to let you know that your listens are extremely valued by me, and I will keep providing you my best content via the podcast. And thank you so much for understanding whenever I need a break from my podcast and understanding that I will never guarantee a certain amount of episodes per week, but I will bring my best energy and my best stuff to every single episode from this point forward, uh, past and present, and forever. (laughs) As long as I am still fulfilled by this podcast You guys are going to get the good stuff. Okay. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.